0: I didn't think of it that way, of risking your life going to work. But seeing my colleagues pass away in our own ICU, it's just heartbreaking. Please stick with us for a while and just make our lives a little bit easier and then we can all be together again. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com Supported by the Government of Ireland. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to series two of the podcast. So when my publishers first told me that they wanted to get this next guy on as a guest, I literally turned into Will Farrell from Elf and <laughs> screamed, I know him. <laughs> um, it's really cool, actually, when uh, the business side of what I do merges with my passions and my interests. Um, and this next guest definitely kind of blurs those lines, which is great. I first met him doing a very bizarre event in a bright orange tank for our mutual sponsors, Grenade. We'll get into that later. But basically, Tyrone Brennan is an incredible personal trainer. And you've probably seen some of his phenomenal body transformations on celebrities, if not Instagram, if not the covers of women's health. Add to that, he is a real life, genuine inspiration, which we will get into shortly. But they are few and far between. So I'm sure we can get some good stories and motivation from him. So without further ado, hi Tyrone.
1: Hello, do you know I like that intro? Did
0: you?
1: I like. Listen, I like that intro. That was great.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I think feel I've like ever. Men love it when you just give them give them a few minutes and big them up. Listen,
1: you see my height, yeah. I need to like just uh, make this a little bit like <laughs> bigger in it. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> damn. But listen, it's a pleasure to be here, 100.
0: No, it's honestly, I'm really excited to have you, and I I mean that. You know, when my publishers when they give me names for, because obviously we we brainstorm for like weeks. In the lead-up, about who we want and what we want to talk about, um, and when they give me names that I, or you know, that I let them go first, and then I, and then I come in with my OCD, and I'm like, no, no, yes, yes, no, no. <laughs> when they give me names I was going to put forward, it's honestly just the best, best feeling in the world because I feel like we're singing from the same um, hymn sheet. So, why don't you talk to the audience and tell yes. them exactly who you are and exactly what you do?
1: Okay, cool. So my name is Tyrone Brennan, and I'm a personal trainer. And I started my personal training business called Be The Fittest in 2014. And, um, you know, I started through the Prince's Trust, who are a charity who helps young people, you know, find their ways in trying to start their own business. And, um, you know, going back then, you know, I was always into training, like for years since I was young always into, like, martial arts and just, like, movement. And, like, just I was just infatuated by looking at, like, magazines and seeing, like, men's bodies, like, just being ripped up. And it used to just infatuate me just to be, like, wow. And then, like, you know, doing different, like, martial arts moves. So that was always, like, key from when I was, like, super young. And then when I was uh, in school, you know, maybe, like, 14, 15, they introduced um, gym into the school and, and and I remember first going into the gym like weak as hell couldn't lift anything mm. didn't know what anything was and there was these guys that used to like play rugby that were like 14 like six foot three mm. and not like, just banging those weights and I was like wow
0: genetic free yes
1: and like I definitely wasn't one of those kind of guys <laughs> I was the slim guy that was like scared to even go near it but then slowly throughout those sessions I used to go there and and and, you know try and be like them and and you know I started learning about the gym and then eventually when I got to about 16 started going to the gym properly and um I started off with bodybuilding just Mm. trying to build muscle because as I said I was like super skinny Mm. and then from then I found like a real passion and a real love for it um but I never at that time wanted to be like a personal trainer or anything like that and then you know skip down the years um you know, I decided. You know, after a lot of you know things that may happen in my life, for me to say I want to you know do this health and fitness thing. I want to start my own personal training business, not be like a typical personal trainer where like I'm 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 working in sort of like a gym. Mm. I wanted to work for myself and uh, and start my business. Mm. And um, I went went to the Prince's Trust, learned how to start the business. You know, got qualified, learned. but ov- obviously throughout the time I had already like studied the game because I had been training for so many years mm. and trained with many different types of people so I learned a lot from that and um and yeah and started and uh and then just worked hard and here I am today
0: I think it's absolutely phenomenal I mean I think it's hard enough as it is figuring out everybody no matter where you come from or you know what you're surrounded with it's hard enough for anybody to figure out what they want to do what they are, what's going to make them feel happy and fulfilled and want to get up every morning, um, and also I think it's an incredibly lucky thing. But the fact that you were slightly at a disadvantage and you fig- you found the princess trust and you went for it and you absolutely kind of uh, coveted it and squeezed it dry and and now you are where you are is phenomenal. How did oh, you, you? How did you find them?
1: You know, growing up, I didn't have like a, a dad figure. You know, my mum she kind of like left. In and out of my life when I was about 16. So I really didn't have anyone to really go to mm. to like or to someone to sit me down to be like, you know, this is what you need to do. Like the people that I used to look up to were my friends. Mm. Um so you know, I just I was just all over into into that and, and my education kind of fell off. I went to college, ended up dropping out. One thing led to another, and you know, you start getting into a deeper, deeper hole of being more into that sort of, like, street life, you know, not taking life seriously, not not, not knowing what you want to do in life, not having any guidance. Um, and the next thing you know, you're in a place where, like, your life is in, like, serious, like, terms, you know? Mm. And um, being sort of, like, stuck in a hole where you have no hope and you have, like, you have no one there to help you. You know, the friends that you thought were friends aren't friends. You know, your family's not really there to help you. Like you know there was I, I remember being at that time i had no care in the world and that was the most dangerous thing like i remember waking up thinking i do not care mm. you know and um being at that stage is 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 tough mm. and um you know thank god for training training was the one thing that kind of like helped me get through like on a day-to-day basis and um you know when i had the idea of wanting to change my life around and you know going to sort of like starting my own personal training business I had heard of the Prince's Trust and um, I didn't know what they were about. I just knew that, you know, they could either help you with starting your own business, learning, you know, the craft or being able to get funding to help you start your own business. You get a mentor to build your business plan. And then after that, you get you, you, you say to them, OK, I'm, I want to go to the panel, which is like the Dragon's Den. <laughs> You're in front of like three entrepreneurs <laughs> and like you tell your, you know, your 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 business to them and then they question you. And, oh you know, God, this
0: is my worst nightmare. <laughs> worst
1: nightmare. It was tough, but I had, had belief in what I wanted to do, you know, and I, and I had thought about it so many times, I just knew it from the back of my head. And so, yeah, I passed the panel and they asked me, do I want funding? I said, I don't want any funding. I just want the knowledge. I just want to learn. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to do, just learn. The Princess Trust was great because it had so many different avenues of, of, of trying to build your business. For me, like, marketing was very important mm-hmm. and um, they showed me some great techniques. And great ways to help build my business, which I implemented, and I was able to start getting clients you mm. know because you need to remember when I started my business, I had never worked in a gym
0: yeah, see so that's how people who listen who don 't uh who don't have experience in this um i can, I can tell you as a personal trainer that amassing a client base without first working in a gym is almost impossible first and foremost um, and second of all, I mean I got really lucky because I found I found it, the personal training and the fact of my love for, for health and fitness, when I'd already had an audience, I'd done a lot of television at that point And I was really unhappy and didn't did not want to be working in TV at all anymore Um but I had an audience to immediately reach out to. And so I had a platform. It was Twitter at the time, which is since deleted because <laughs> it's full of trolls. But I, um, I immediately reached out to people and said, I'm a personal trainer and I'm looking for people. And it, I got very lucky. And that way I did have kind of a leg up. But, um, I mean, what Ty's done is so impressive because if you do not work in a gym firsthand and build your client base from there, um, it is unbelievably hard.
1: It's tough. You know, I started posting just little workouts on my Instagram. Um, of 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 you know me training clients. You know when I started the Instagram, it was definitely nothing to do with me. I just wanted to do it all just for like the personal training. Yeah. Side of it, and uh, you know more and more people started seeing it, and then the the website started building, the Instagram started building, Word of mouth started building, yeah. and then once those three things happened together, like it still started building up, building up, building up even more. Then I started training with you know, a few high profile clients um, and I started building up more from the Instagram and then.
0: But I mean, also, you know, me and um, another guest were talking about this earlier this morning that it's one thing to kind of um, capitalize on a moment or a you know a lot of traffic or whatever and be like okay, and then you're kind of you get a bit of momentum, you get you get that spark and you're kind of off to the races. It's a whole other thing to be good enough at your job that mm. you can actually sustain that momentum yes, yes, and keep yes. keep the wheels churning. And especially when you're self-employed, you have better months than you know other months. You have good months, bad months, and boring months. And that's just being self-employed. That's the nature of it. Mm. But you know. To to be able if I go on your page now and I look at your ability as a trainer and a coach, um, it it's I I'm not I'm not even gonna lie to you, I follow a lot of people who do what we do. Your body transformations are my favorite. Oh, thank because you take people who look, you know, like your normal average people, you know, which you know, we all start there, but you actually take them to a place further than a lot of other people and you actually get them looking pretty much like fitness models and it's phenomenal and I love what you write underneath how you explain like that it's not easy how much work it takes the fact that that they've they've achieved that incredible body transformation because of their hard work and I I love that as well I hate coaches that take all the credit for it
1: I keep it 100% real yeah everyone's definitely different
0: yeah um and it
1: was for me it was a very much learning on the job
0: yeah, of course thing. it is. Um, oh my god, if I didn't have five years of back to back clients from five in the morning till eleven at night, yeah, yeah. there's no way in hell I would know how to write a plan. Yeah, yeah, it's like, crazy. How the right? I, Like exactly. I see, I see some people like writing books and stuff, and I'm like, how are you doing that? If you, do- I don't understand. Have you you a, never had a client. This is
1: a whole nother thing, thing for me. Like, yeah. I have so much. Like you know, I, and, and 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 you know, I'll be honest. I have a I have a beef of these people. Right? I <laughs> yeah, I have beef of these people because at the end of the day, it's it's about you know you need to have the experience in there to 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 be able to
0: to tell exp- somebody what what you know exactly. Works. And and
1: the thing is, if you're you know giving your information out to a mass audience, mm. yeah, like one size doesn't fit all. So you may be a person that being maybe have been able to change your own body. Mm but what experience have you got in trying to change so many other yeah. people's bodies or yeah. helping other people? I think and... I said
0: this in series one. I was like, listen, there is a big difference, and I know because I've done it. <laughs> There's a big difference between being able to change your body, which is one thing, and when it happens, it's phenomenal. Um, and it, you know, I've spoken about it on, on the podcast before. When you first see it, it's, I mean, it's mind-blowing what you can do to your, to your own body. Mm. But the ability to change other people's bodies, plural comes from one thing and one thing alone time and experience and when I first got my first uh, client body transformation which I think took me, I started personal training people seven years ago, and I didn't see any really impressive physique results until I was, I mean, at least a year and a half in. At least. I had to get good at my job, (laughs) then I had to actually find, be lucky enough to find a client who was willing to do what I told Mm. them, which, it sounds ridiculous, but oh my God, that's very rare. If when you say to someone just do it, and they're like, okay, and they do it, and they don't mess around, and they trust you, that is a rare find. So, it took about a year and a half, and I swear to God, that felt better.
1: I 100% dig what you just said because it is so real and and the thing is there's so many of because you know what it is i I know Instagram's great but it's like it's great and it's bad as well because like people like they'll just look at themselves or see other people and say i can do the same thing and then it dilutes the whole industry but then again it makes people like us who work our you know work our asses off and 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 you know do what we do You know, the cream always rises to the top. So, Mm. But, I mean, for me, like I'm always here to inspire people. If someone's got a goal and someone has a dream, you know, because I know how much, like, how hard it was for me, I always tell people, like, go for it. You Mm. know, I'm a big, I'm an advocate of people trying to, you know, follow their dreams and and, and push through for what they believe in. Mm. And, you know, if you have a dream, don't worry about what other people say. Don't worry about, you know, the negatives of it. As long as it makes sense, you know, in your eyes and, you know, that there's a end goal to what you want to do, mm. go for it. Yeah, trust you know? yourself. Yeah. Trust
0: your instincts as exactly. well. Exactly. Because I think if something really resonates with you, uh, you know, I'm not really a big believer in like the higher purpose and all of that kind of thing. And, and that's just me. But mm. there is something to be said for um, a purpose, everybody having a purpose. And if you can look at somebody who's done something that you really look up to and aspire to be or have or achieve that person is no different from you we're Mm -hmm. all living in a body we're all living in the same world if they could do it believe me you can do it too so i think also like not putting people on too much like it's inspiring of course but don't put it on too much of a pedestal if someone's high achieving you can do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and believe in yourself, but also be prepared to work hard. Because every time I've half-assed anything, it didn't work. <laughs> it and I've, it and obviously work. I'm human. Like it's happened. It's happened yeah. multiple times. Every time I've completely driven myself into the ground, working my butt off, it's worked.
1: It's working, yeah.
0: So or, yeah, that's a... That's hard awesome. work
1: pays off. That's one of the, the best sayings ever. Like hard work does pay off. and, and It
0: really does. You know,
1: when you do work you know, day and night, put hours in, you know, you could be sleeping but still thinking about what you want to do, you know, Mm. thinking about the next thing, keep on trying to grow. And, you know, just the persistence and the consistency and the dedication. Mm. Once you have those ingredients, yeah, like... Mm. It's going to happen, you know.
0: I find like if I, I always know when I'm onto a good thing because I can't sleep because I'm so excited and Mm. I love sleep. Sleep is my number one. (laughs) And if I can't sleep because I'm lying in bed and I'm tired, but I'm excited about something, I know that I'm onto a good thing. Because if I have that drive behind what I'm doing, I know that I can pick other people up on weight. It's like a magnet, right? The times where I worry, and I've always been right too, are the times when I'm like, oh,
1: really that's when it doesn't
0: work and to inspire which ty obviously does means to breathe life into something um and if you don't have enough life to breathe into others it's not gonna work
1: it's not gonna happen man from training to like your business you know you put in that work and you get it i remember when i first started yoga I like, listen, I couldn't even touch my toes. Oh my god,
0: I'm so like, bad at yoga. Are you flexible? No, yeah, I am really flexible. Fine. But there's something about those like isometric holds. That is you're shaking. Like, nice. Nah, yeah, shaking. Yeah, yeah. Like I can do the plank and then I'm out. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gone. Time up. Time up. Where's the toilet break? Toilet break. But you um, put, you're oh, you're amazing. I remember seeing you. We can actually get into this in a minute. <laughs> (laughs) The first time I met you and what you were doing. Oh, yes,
1: yes. I remember. That was the craziest day, though, right? How mad
0: was that? That's Alan. So the CEO of Grenade, which is a a supplement company that Ty and I are both ambassadors of, is so funny and extremely, um, what's the word, (laughs) characterful. Yes. And he comes up with these bizarre ideas. So the first time I met Ty, we were... We were on a bright orange tank going through London with Grenade. And for me, the person who ran away from television, because I, I just couldn't stand being like on camera or anything. I was I absolutely... Like, James had to really pump my tyres up to be like him and just be really <laughs> gregarious and, like shouting at everyone and throwing them protein bars off the top of a tank outside St Paul's Cathedral. And then Ty came with this... Actually, I'm going to tell you this story in a minute cause it's funny. With this like big smile on his face. He's very good looking and he just came like, you know, smashing through the crowd, hopped up on top of this tank and just started doing these like insane like yoga moves (laughs) standing on his head doing splits midair. I was like, who is this person? (laughs) So I wanted to tell you that my husband and I had had a huge fight that morning. Really? Uh, Yeah. And it was really bad timing because we were working together all day, right, with a group of people and cameras and microphones, the whole thing. It was so awful. It was the worst timing. And... um. And then you came at the end. I think you came for the last like, hour. Yeah, yeah, too, but I we came I there, came. and yeah, yeah, yeah. you carried on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as you came into the mix, both of our moods like lightened, and we were like smiling, and everything between us just kind of calmed down. And afterwards, in the car, we were saying that you have such a good energy, and oh, I wanted to know that is that something you work on, or is that just natural to you?
1: First of all, like thank you so much, and um, you know, like it's 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 music to my ears hearing. That, You know, just like you know, my energy and aura was you have able a to good change, energy. yeah, was able to change, um, you know, both of your vibes. But we all argue, though, like, let's <laughs> just, just not get that. We all argue. <laughs> yeah, just, I have my I have yeah. my bad days, too. You see me yeah. walking out of my house, like, with the mustache looking like a Jose, <laughs> yeah, no disrespect to any Jose's, I love Jose's, <laughs> but you know, it can all happen. But you know, it is, I, I, I've been through so much, like, in life, yeah, <laughs> where I, I remember, like, remember the times when I told you when I left school. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was around that kind of like street life. Mm. Yeah. I, and I had no care for the world. Mm. So I remember going back to that point, I was an angry individual. Mm. Like, I used to wake up just mad, <laughs> like, yeah. just angry. You could see it, you could walk, like, see me walking down the road, be like, what's up with that guy? <laughs> like, this guy's got issues.
0: Read. And yeah, like, what's
1: up <laughs> with this guy? And the thing is, yeah, it's, it's, I had no reason to be. But something, you know, changed me and, 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 You know, I remember just like, I like to reflect a lot and and just understand that life is too short. You know, when you see people like come and go, when you see people every day, you know, getting diagnosed with different illnesses, you know, different, you know, like two of my friends just got cancer, young, you know, crazy. And, and, you know, me having kids, like life is too short to be angry. And and it's all about, you know, at the end of the day, what do we look at in life? You know, it's about being happy, Mm. you know, and. You can have days, you know, we're normal, we're human, where we might be upset, where we might be, you know, not at our happiest moods, we might have arguments, whatever it may be. I sometimes always just try and take that step back and, and say, Do you know what, like, hmm. it's okay. Like, you're yeah. not even going to remember the yeah. argument a week on from now, you know?
0: I feel like that comes with age as well. A, the perspective of seeing things happen around you, good things and bad things to you and to other people. And it gives you a perspective of like, okay, you know, you know what? all i it's so cliche and I'm, I'm gonna say it and i know that a lot of people will roll their eyes all i have is, is right now it's this moment mm. and if i am upset or angry then that's what i'm living in you always have it's all about perspective and you always have a choice as to how how you feel um but that comes with age and i'm still working on it now like i've been in therapy to to deal with that for a while because i get such bad anxiety that if i can't pull myself into present tense I drive myself mad so it's and that's also why I really love what I do and the training aspect and the discipline Mm. is it forces me to be present yes and I personally need that everybody's different but I need it um but also I think that kind of I just remember when I was I was in my like teens and 20s. I just remember really struggling. I just found things really hard. And I think as you get older, and if you are lucky enough to find what you want to do, or you do actually see the benefits of some hard work that you put in and some discipline that you work in, uh, you put in, then actually your perspective and your and your kind of self-awareness and your ability to switch back into enjoying life um it does get easier but i agree that there's also the silly thing where some people now are like are you happy like being happy is not a, it's not like saying um i don't know do you have square nails right (laughs) for example being happy happy is one emotion of a vast spectrum of emotions Mm. that we fluctuate in and out of throughout the entirety of the hour the day the week the month the year you can't Mm. Be, be happy. happy. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you'd probably be clinically insane if you were Always happy, happy all I listen. The time. It's not normal. Like, I know people okay that to I... have emotion. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know
1: people that just look happy all the time and I'm like, why are you there's so happy? Yes, like, but I'm it's, it's I weird. get annoyed looking at them being so happy. I'm like, why is that person so happy? It's and fine, <laughs> it, but
0: you're really happy. You have a really good energy, but I don't, there's nothing, it's not really forced. Like you just, and mm. this is the thing, I, I tend to find this a lot with um especially now with, with, with the Instagram generation, is that it's like you're not allowed to have a bad day. You're not allowed to cry or be upset. Like I recently went through this phase where every time I had a drink, I would start crying. It was very, very, weird. Yeah, was very weird. And I was like freaking out about it. My friends like, why do you care? Like, it's okay. Who cares? Let it go. And I love what you said where you're just like, it's okay. Like if mm. you feel, if you're having a bad day or you feel a bit down on yourself or something, yeah. it's okay.
1: Yeah, listen, it's, it's, it's a-okay. I feel like it's a, it's a part of it. You yeah. know, like I said to you, like I was like feeling super depressed like around two weeks ago. Yeah. And if you saw me at that time, I wasn't all smiles. No. Nah. I will try to be like, I could, for me, like, I could flip out of moods quite quickly. But like, you'd always have that over you and it's it's all right. Like, it's a part of life and it's a part of emotions, a part of you. You know, we're only human and we can only, you know, like where there's happy, there's being unhappy, you know, like you have that.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's chemicals in the brain. You know, one is called uh, is it, is it, is endorphins and yeah, norepinephrine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You literally can't have one without the other. Exactly. So it is a balancing act. And if you had all of one, there would be a problem. Like, there would be a real there problem. There would be a problem. So it's okay. Okay, right. We have talked so philosophically <laughs> now. Um, I want to talk to you about some stuff that I know that my audience can really, really, really benefit from. And given, honestly, guys, check out his Instagram page. What is your handle on Instagram? Be
1: the fittest.
0: Be the fittest. Check it out because, uh, you know, when you when you see some of the stuff that he posts, you're going to want to know what he has to say here. So, um, I want you to just talk us through your methods as a coach and how you decide what different plans to give what different clients based on their different lives and goals mm. and and whatever.
1: Cool. So. Like, normally, you know, a client would come to me and, you know, you'd first have to determine, like, who this person is. You know, I'd say around 80% of the clients that I have are female, you know, and, um, you know, the 20% are men. And, you know, each of those... We might have different goals, you know, objectives first. So first you have to find out, you know, what is it that they're coming to for? That's the first question. Like, why are you coming to me? Always. They're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, why are you coming to me? Like, what is it that you want to achieve?
0: People say to get in shape. It's like that has many different <laughs> contexts <laughs> exactly. and meanings. What kind of shape?
1: And, um, you know, you could have a client. So that would be the first thing. And once you understand that and understand the history of exercise you know, whether they have any issues, whether, you know, they, they you know, have had any injuries, you know, then I'd look at, okay, cool. Let me see what you can do based upon the objectives that you want to achieve. So a typical one would be, okay, cool. I want to, I want to lose weight. Yeah. 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 And then you'd look at their body shape. Yeah. And I know this, this, this might sound crazy, but like, this is how I do it. I look at their body shape and understand, you know, like. I would visualize how they would look, you know, if they had lost, you know, X amount of kilograms or if they were to lose body fat, how would they look in my eyes? Yeah. Mm. And then I would see the way that they perform in terms of in the gym. So that might go over like two sessions. Yeah. Mm. So one session might be an outdoor session where we'd work on cardiovascular movement work. Um, you know, a little bit of circuit work, upper body and lower body. So that'd be like a full body workout. The second one would be gym based. Yeah. Working to see how, you know, they could um, squat with weights, whether they could deal with any weights, um, upper body strength, lower body strength as well, and core strength. And then from there, seeing how they move, seeing, you know, what they can do, um, whether they've got experience or not, then I'd base around that into my program yeah Mm. of course understanding the ways that they eat as well so they would normally send over like you know a whole plan of the types of food that they've been eating in the past do you Um, find
0: that they're honest with you
1: um you know I'm very I'm very blunt you know like I say to them (laughs) listen like there's no point of wasting time yeah like why are you wasting time trying to lie to me yeah yeah I've got some stories to tell you by the way (laughs) this is like real funny but I mean, it, it, listen. Getting great results doesn't just come down to the trainer. Like when there's when there's a client that comes to me and says, "Ty, like, thank you so much. Like, you've changed my life." Blah blah. I say, you know what? Like, it's cool, but like, really, it's down to you.
0: Yeah, you do. You're the one. You leave the gym, and the rest of the day and week, whatever is on you.
1: Exactly. And 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 for me, like, I tell them, listen, like, it's like your hard work. Like, I only tell you what to do from what I see and and my expertise. But like, really, you put it in. Um, and so i i create a program around that around the food around what i see and you know what that part is where it becomes tough because i could have a client that has never worked out before mm. and i'm telling you i've i've had clients that have never ever worked out i'm talking about with like you see when you're in the gym and you've got the machines and you have like the pin yeah, yeah. like and obviously like the lower down you put the weights the heavier it is yeah. the higher it is the easier it is yeah. Like I've had clients that have not been able to push without the pin, even in it, yeah. And like they're trying to I'm do, like, how? yeah. And 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 they would not be able to hold like a plank, like for even like two seconds.
0: Oh, that was me once. Really? Yeah, my core is really weak, so I have to work on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So
1: like I'm talking about like basic basics. Couldn't even go on a treadmill to run. They they couldn't like run at all. So like they couldn't move. You know, like there was some certain issues, and a lot of the times. I would see what the hindrance is. Is it because you can't move properly? The reason why you can't, you know, get into these exercises or you can't do certain exercises. Most
0: of the time it's mental.
1: Is it mental? What is it? So I would look at all of these different things and then place it into the structure and say, okay, cool. Cool. You might have wanted a six week transformation, but like realistically that's not gonna happen with you. Yeah? <laughs> we need a year. Yeah, we need like a year, <laughs> yeah. a year plus. After yeah. the year, then we can go to the six weeks. Yeah. And then build it from there. And yeah. once you kinda like tell them and let them understand this is what it is, they say, Okay, cool, I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know? And um and yeah, and you start working with it. And and I've done that with a lot of clients and you know, somebody's you know, people that, that you might see in the gym that are amazing when you first stop into the gym and say, wow, how are they so amazing? It's because they put time and time mm-hmm. and time into the gym. Yeah. And it only comes, you know, they don't just first session in the gym. They're amazing, you know, like un- unless you're a freak of nature. Um, but a lot of times people have spent time in the gym, like working yeah, out and, and, and everybody training. Everybody
0: has to start somewhere. I mean, I I remember when I did, uh, at, back when I worked on TV, actually, this was just Just as I was coming into health and fitness, I did uh, a show on Channel 4 called The Jump.
1: The Jump? Yeah. I remember The Jump. Yeah. Is that like the ski thing? Yeah. (sighs) So
0: I basically used to say to my agent, this should have been a clue that I was in the wrong industry. (laughs) I used to say this to my agent all the time. If it's a physical challenge, I'll do it. If it's anything else, I wouldn't do it. And I still say that to him to this day. So <laughs> he must hate me. He turns down stuff for me all the time. So I'm like, no, there's nothing in it that I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> I don't jump. want to do it.
1: Didn't people like, break their legs on that yeah, show? Yeah, no, and... it's, it's not
0: commissioned anymore. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so dangerous. I can't <laughs> begin to tell you. I was very political politically correct when the show was out and I was promoting it because I didn't want to upset anyone but now that it's no longer on TV I will say it is so dangerous I could tell you stories but like I mean people are so lucky nobody died it was insane Wait, anyway. co- co-
1: sorry quickly can yeah. we just talk about like so you'd go down Is it was that like ski thing and yeah. you go down and, and then
0: you jump but do you know what's so funny that wasn't even the most dangerous thing we did and actually a lot of this stuff that was really really dangerous Uh, Was, I think, stuff that wasn't visually very stimulating, didn't look it right, didn't see it. Like, so I also did dancing on ice, another physical challenge. And the headbanger looks really dangerous. It's one of the least dangerous lifts. If you actually mm. look at it, you're looking away from the ice. So the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to graze your shoulder. But it literally looks like you're going to smash your head on the ice. Is it so all long. when you're sp- yeah. spinning? Yeah, you spin yeah, around. Yeah. And um and like when you learn it, you learn it off a chair. And it's... Anyway, so, right, back, back to the point. Um, I remember then going to the gym with Mike Tyndall, who's now a really good friend of mine. And he he was a professional athlete he just retired from rugby he'd been training literally six days a week his whole career since he was a teenager um and my core strength is my weak part that is i really have to work on it and i remember doing an ab workout with him why we were doing abs i have no idea such a waste of time but we were doing it and he couldn't do one thing he was like how are you doing this i don't understand but if he took his top off and you You, saw his body he's like shredded abs and i really have to push for it so Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that, yeah, we all start somewhere. We're not, you know, we don't end up, you know, you see somebody in the gym who can do something amazingly or has a great physique either or. Believe me when we tell you they did not start there. They worked mm-hmm. their bum off to get to that point. They worked and, worked and worked and worked. And if you look at it and you go, I want that, get ready to work because it's not going to happen in a week, a month. To be, to be, to train like an athlete in the gym, to train like a bodybuilder in the gym, that takes years. Years.
1: Years. Years, years, 100%. and like
0: I love, like I'm. I specialize in short turnaround body transformations because at the end of the day, fat loss specifically is really. It's just about a net energy mm-hmm. um, balance. It's just about being in a calorie deficit. You can achieve it in a multitude mm-hmm. of ways. Of course, I can work your muscle simultaneously, and I can get you actually able to do things like it's squat, a plank, all of that stuff. But if you're talking about like real serious physique goals, where you have muscle and you can go into the gym, and people will look at you and be like, "Wow, mm-hmm. that." takes years
1: takes years and for me like honestly it's something that you know when people come to me as well I I explain to them like for me when I first started you know this business I really didn't want to just come into just transforming bodies I really wanted to change people's lives in Mm. terms of first of all I want you to become fitter and healthier Mm. first and foremost and then once you get that then the body will change and that's always been something that I always look for um and even though people come to me and say, "Oh, Ty, I want to change my body in X amount of time," I'm like, "Listen, I, I, <laughs> like, I want you to be first of all like fit and healthy. Like, I'm I'm not a person that if you're gonna look good, you can't do nothing in the gym. Yeah. I want you to be able to do stuff in the gym and look good too.
0: And then we build.
1: Exactly. And yeah. and and for me, that's that's what it was all about. And um, that's what I train my clients to do. Like all of my clients, like you're gonna when you go to the gym, they can kick it in the gym. They don't just look good in the gym. Like they be training hard in the gym and looking good. Yeah. And that's what I try and you know, do for my clients.
0: Very smart, and it, and it takes a lot of hard work, both from the trainer's point of view and also from the client point of view. Um, you know, and like I say, like, the I've been writing. Acast recommends podcasts we love. I'm Sam Bungie, one of the hosts of West Cork, a story about a community on the far south coast of Ireland that became a kind of paradise for people looking for a fresh start. And nobody knew their past. You could be who you wanted to be rather than who you really were. Then, one newcomer was murdered, and another was suspected of doing it. I see him in the market, and really, he's always trying to be normal and trying to get people to like him. But we all know, don't we? Listen to West Cork now on Acast. Acast powers the world's best podcasts, including the Irish History podcast, The Two Johnnies, and the one you're listening to right now. Books now for what two, three years. And obviously the market for it is I've paid money for your book. I want results. Get me the results. Now, of course, you can do that. I mean, I would hope that anybody who does this job and has been doing it for a significant period of time can do that. But ties completely, right? You know, I started doing this as a lot of you will know because I fell in love with weightlifting. And after a few weeks of weightlifting and being like, oh my god, I found my Mecca. This is mm-hmm. this is what I need to be doing. After a few weeks of that, I was like, why isn't my body changing? And then I changed my diet. And then I started learning about nutrition. And then I was like, how do I speed this up? Because I've got a photo shoot. And then I started implementing things like cardio and hit and stuff like that. And um, and it grew and it and it built and it went from there. And, you know, as I say, like I write books because I have an audience that want an answer. However, Ty's method is absolutely bang on point. Get into training for whatever it might be that it is that you enjoy get into it, find a love for it, find a joy for it, cover it, build it, you know, nurture it. Like, let it kind of snowball for you. And then I guarantee you, not only will you physically be in a much better place to get real results, but mentally you'll be in a better place to get results because you can withstand it when actually it's really cold outside and you don't want to get up, but you've mm-hmm. actually got work at nine, so you better train at five. Like, you're in a much better spot mentally. Um, it is preferable.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's true. I, and I've seen it firsthand. You yeah. know, people... Chloe, like, people that used to come and I used to be, oh, like, they'd never trained before. And then we go for that six-week transformation. And don't get it twisted. Like, there are people that, you know, not every single one of my clients come to me, all of them get amazing results. Like, let's just get that very clear. You know, you get clients that put in the hard work that will get results. You get clients that, you know, this is another example. Like, a client that came to me, she didn't want to train. She had never trained before, but she wanted to get the results. She didn't want to listen to me in terms of mm-hmm. following the structure of being able to learn how to train first then we can start getting. She just wanted to go straight in, so I said, "Okay, do you know what? Like, there's not what I do, but if that's what you're gonna do to get you out into the gym, let's do it." Like, it never happened. Like no. she, 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 like it was, it was awful. Like she didn't change from like day one to the end because that's she didn't. The biggest
0: wanna... The biggest shock when you get into it and you think that everyone's gonna be like you, and you mm. think everyone's gonna be like they ask the question, therefore they'll listen to the answer. The biggest shock when you become a professional is. <laughs> the amount i mean it's less than 50 50 the amount of people who actually listen to you who actually believe what you're saying who actually do the work and who actually get the results because most of the time people have tried 17 other things before and the reason why nothing has ever worked is because they think they know better en route and 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 they don't get anywhere and it's like if you're qualified and you're experienced listen to your coach like Mm-hmm. Sorry, if your coach is qualified and experienced, listen to them. Um, and if you're not getting results, it, it's not always the coach's fault. I think first and foremost, you need to look at yourself and be like, am I coachable? If you're not coachable, you are not going to get good results. Mm-hmm. If you actually like give yourself over to the right person who has a, who has experience with clients, who has experience with changing their body and other people's bodies, who is qualified, more often than not, if you're not getting the results, it's probably down to you.
1: Mm, definitely. And another thing that I, I always feel like for me, what I had to learn throughout my journey was um and this is one thing that a lot of my clients say that, that I'm 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 quite good at, which I didn't really know, um, and I still don't really see it, but being able to like train people in different ways according to, to them. Mm. Yeah. So even though that I'm strict in what I do in terms of like the protocol and the strategy on how I train people, being able to train people in a certain way. Like so you might have a person who might they might not react well to being able to, you know, be like pushed hard mm. to be shouted at or not that I shout at people, don't get scared at people, but like Sometimes actually you know what I do? Actually, you know what, I do, actually, you know what I do shout at people. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get listen, let's not mess around. Sometimes I do get annoyed, yeah. But some people don't react well to that. Other people react well to you know, being like, yeah. see me. I, if you hit me, yeah, like if it was in a training session and you hit me, I'd react well to that. Just let I yeah. was training with a Russian lady to uh, with handstands, and she hit me, and I, my attention span went from like eighty percent to about hundred and twenty percent. And I was like, did she just hit me? And then she was like, don't, don't do me off. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And like, I reacted well to it. But some people, they'd freak out and like, you know. Go so.
0: This is it, a man management. My husband and I always talk about this with the the England coach, Eddie Jones. So James played great rugby, international rugby for, you know, the first how many years? Uh, three or two, three years I was with him. But nowhere near the kind of rugby that he ended up playing under a different coach. Mm. And the difference was not him or his ability if anything he was less able in that second half of his career because of his body started to become riddled with injuries and he had to retire but It was the man management of the coach. So James is someone who really needs uh, support and he needs his tires pumped up. He needs a little bit of uh, ego massage. And if you give him that, oh my Lord, the response you get out of him is second to none. If he feels good about himself and he feels like he's fighting for somebody that believes in him, he'll fight to the death. If you give him the stick instead of the carrot and you tell him off and you tell him he's not doing well, you tell him he's not, and I'm the same way, I'm exactly the same way as this. He goes inside himself and he questions himself. And in every context of his life, he can't perform. And the reason why I think my husband and I are very well suited is because I am the exact same way. We're very much like that. However, I have friends and even family members who are the polar opposite, like you, Ty. Mm -hmm. So you really have to kind of give them a cold, hard truth in order for them to get their Beep together. Yeah, 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 I love yeah, that yeah. we're censoring ourselves. I don't know if they're going to do that for <laughs> us, and I could just be saying <laughs> way. Well. Um, In order for them to get it together, you need to be like, listen here, and you have yeah, to yeah, go yeah. in hard. And everyone's different.
1: That's it, and and I feel that that's exactly the same when you know I have these clients because I want them to perform and be the best, not just when they're with me. And I explain that with a lot of the clients, like the time that you'll get your results and the time that you'll make the change is not when you're with me in the gym. Yeah, when you're yeah. with me in the gym, it's easy. I can look over you.
0: You tell them what to do; exactly. they just follow your lead. But
1: it's outside of the gym when I give you the homework. When you're, you know, when you're socializing with your friends, when you're, you know, out in a restaurant, all of these things is that's when the hard work kicks in, and that's oh when God, you have to yeah. be disciplined, and that's where the results come.
0: Nothing is harder, and it took me so long to be able to, and even now I struggle with it. So I'm not even going to lie. Then when you know that you are. In order to get the result you want, you actually have to really adhere to the diet.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you
0: find yourself in a social situation that is in, in, incredibly hard, whether it's in terms of peer pressure or like even just something so practical like the menu. Um, that's tough. And, and when you actually get control of it and you, and you can go home and know that you, you did what you had to do, that's where that self-belief... And that self-control and that uh, ability really to succeed in the end is going to really kick
1: exactly, in. Exactly, exactly. Like for me, and some people, they don't know how to deal with the situations. You know, when they're in a restaurant, they don't know what to do. So I tell my clients, listen, if you if you know you're going to a restaurant, send me the menu mm. and we'll go over yeah. exactly what you should be eating. And exactly. there's no excuses. <laughs> like yeah. there's no see, The only thing is obviously... You're with friends, okay, cool, let's order a glass of wine, blah, blah, and then it could lead to other things. I yeah. say to some of my clients as well, like, I don't really want you to drink crazy, but, like, if you're going to go out to a restaurant and have a glass of wine, it's okay. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing bad about that. Yeah. Like, having that balance as well sometimes is how you'll get over, like, 12 weeks. Sometimes just yeah, being, like, straight, like,
0: yeah, well, this, it's, I it's think super this hard. This is subjective as well, is that I have had clients in the past, and also with myself, where... If you say to them, okay, you can have a drink.
1: They go. They'll this, have. Yeah. They
0: just naturally, and I'm that way inclined too. So, I, this is me in a nutshell. If I have one drink, I'm like, let's get wasted, and yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I'm off. Even if it's really nice, like, expensive wine, I don't know what it is. I, I, <laughs> You're I, gone. Yeah, I'm gone. No I, turning I, back. I need to be in control, or yeah. I, I mean, fully, or I lose it. So yeah. I'm that way inclined. That, so yeah. And I've had clients who are exactly like that. And I kind of can tell who they are right off the bat because one of the first questions they ask me is, can I still drink? And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, you're I know one of those ones. You yeah. Yeah, you're me, one of me. I'd
1: be like, those people, I'm like, listen. No, no drink. Yeah. You no, because, to, you because you're, to...
0: you're not going to get anywhere. So no. And then you have people who are like, oh, who, you know, Like, I've had clients. I actually had this last week. I've just wrapped up with my online client base right now while I focus on the podcast and the book. But I just wrapped up and I actually had a client. This is a perfect example. She hadn't had a drink in like four weeks and it was her birthday mm. and she was going out. She also hadn't fallen off her diet in about four weeks, which again for a client is quite rare. And it was her birthday and she was like, okay, what should I do? This is where I'm going for dinner. Da, 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 da. And I was like, you know what? Night off. Have a few drinks. Have some food. We'll get back on it the next day uh, or, you know, maybe take a rest day, get back on your diet and we'll do it the next day. Um, and she ended up losing, I think, fifteen pounds in mm. in eight weeks, which is phenomenal. Mm, mm, but mm. that just goes to show, like, there are clients you can do that with, and Some clients you
1: can't. can't. No, one hundred percent, you're definitely right with that. And for me, you know, like, it, diet is key. Alcohol, I promise you, is key. Like, I don't really, I don't really drink. Yeah, if it's a friend's birthday, I might have like one or two cocktails. You will see me almost on the floor. What's your cocktail? Super, super lightweight. Do you know what I know? <laughs> I, like when my friends order it. Uh, last time I had cocktails, they they were ordering like this lychee thing, and it didn't even taste oh, like yeah, alcohol.
0: But listen, That'll get ya.
1: It was it is a creeper. Yeah, creeper. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I had about two, and I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> slow like, down, I, slow I, down. yeah, like what's going on here? Like when it starts, like <laughs> when this room starts like spinning, and you're like, whoa, like it, it definitely hit me. So um, yeah, but I I try and tell my clients like I don't want any alcohol, you know, but if you're out in a social environment yeah and sometimes that like, people oh like why can't i have any alcohol like like why can't i do this some you people can't control yourself. <laughs> yeah some people go into like that crazy mode of like they just want to unleash yeah so there has to be that man to man management once again yeah when it comes to that, that type of thing. And it's that's where the results definitely do come to. 100%.
0: And don't forget about the drunk munchies either, because oh. I can't remember. I just oh. got back from Japan and I every time I went out drinking and I was on my diet while I was there and I was really good. I had one refeed day where I, which maybe turned into a, <laughs> it's quite an extreme refeed None. day, <laughs> but it was the day of the World Cup final. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. But yeah. um, I was on my diet the whole time I was there consistently but I, was making, I track calories and macros so I'm quite good at uh, mm-hmm. knowing when I can have a drink and when I can't and I also know what alcohol I can drink and kind of get a good bang for my buck mm-hmm. and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. every time I got back into bed at night I would look at my husband and be like we need to open the mini bar he <laughs> the was mini like, bar. no we mini don't bar. you're on a diet go to bed and I was like <laughs> just lying there thinking of Maltesers and Toblerone until 4am yeah Like, oh, he was
1: like whoa listen <laughs> yeah. this is what happens this, this is, is what happens that, that you come to the end of the night and then you're passing one of those kebab shops oh uh, Oh, You're yeah. just like, Do you know what? Like we are going in. Imagine, and 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 it's crazy because you know, one time I promise you, like I was coming home and I saw one of my clients outside the kebab shop eating a kebab. Oh my god, I would. stopped. Him. Yeah, I, I stopped the car. <laughs> I took the picture. I was like, "What are you doing?" Like the face. Yeah, like she. Uh, listen. The next like month, she got. She got it. punished. She got. She she got it. It's so funny. She got it.
0: All right. Well, look, Ty. We are running out of time, cool. and I'm going to give you the floor for the last couple of minutes just to basically say anything and everything that you want to leave my audience with it can be about you know what you've talked about about how you came up it can be about uh, health and fitness whatever just tell them what you want to leave them with mm.
1: what what I want to definitely say is um you know this goes out for people that you know want to <laughs> achieve their goals um and are in health and fitness you know whether it's to to look a certain way or to feel a certain way is to just make sure like for me honestly it's about this training and this fitness and this diet and this, this health is is all about trying to be healthier, fittier, fitter, and happier. Mm. Yeah, and and for me, you know, I do fitness, I do yoga as well to keep that balance, um, and I do different styles of of training, all for the aid. So I just become a better human being, and I, you know, I'm I'm a fitter of human being, and I'm I'm more healthier. And it's all about just that consistency and trying to make this a tool for life. I'm not trying to be. A professional athlete, you know, I'm not trying to be someone who's going to look the best either. So I don't really put too much pressures upon if I don't have a good session in the gym mm. or if I don't eat the healthiest at a certain time. If I've got a photo shoot, then yes, I will stick to the diet Sheesh. and I'll make sure that I'm on point. yeah. <laughs> Nothing else, but yeah you like at the end of the day, you just need to enjoy it, you know, and yeah. have it as a tool for life. You know, for me, like it's very much about you know, training and doing yoga and all of this stuff, yeah, for my mental, you know, state yeah. to, to keep me in that, in that right mind. And, you know, if I want to perform well in my career and do well in my career, you know, you start off the day, train, make sure you get out of you and, and then you perform great with it. And it's such a thing for me to promote because I feel like it's, it's, it's such a big thing, like that people put too much stress upon looking a certain way, training a certain way, enjoy it and use it as a tool for life and you'll see, you know, those fruits of your labour flourish.
0: I think that is brilliant advice and actually touches on something that other broadcasters have, have said is that, look, if you don't have a great day, if you don't have a great session, it really shouldn't be the end of the world. And if it is the end of the world, it, you know, unless you have a really ironclad goal, like a photo shoot or whatever it is, the competition, whatever it mm. is, if you don't have that really ironclad goal and you have not great workout or not great day nutrition wise, it really shouldn't panic you. And if it does, then you need to reassess how you're going about this and what you're in it for. Um, Like I say, that advice does change if you have a really, really big goal. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I, if I—I I don't know—if I had a client who was getting on stage, there would be no room for error, period. Mm-hmm. But I mean, otherwise, if you—that's not you. Why are you freaking out? He's completely right. Like, listen to the man. You need to be in the gym, enjoying your session, feeling good about yourself, feeling good about your efforts. If you have a bad day, you need to be able to shrug and be like, "Huh, that wasn't a great session. I'll try again tomorrow." <laughs> um, and that happens as well. Like, you know, recovery. Your body needs to recover. And sometimes, if you're finding that your bad sessions are becoming more and more prevalent maybe it means that you're not focusing enough on recovery because you need to give your body time to be able to bounce back from what you're putting it through in the gym um and ty's completely right i mean i just think honestly you're so inspirational and i am so happy that our paths crossed for so many reasons and um Hopefully we can do this all again. Yes, let's do it again. Thank you so much for having me. It's been
1: great. And uh, I hope everyone enjoys this podcast.
0: Thank you, guys. I'll see you on the next episode.
1: See you later. Bye.
0: really guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast please make sure that you like subscribe leave a review honestly the more feedback we can get from you guys the better don't forget to tune in next week when we have the instagram sensation james smith himself on i'm sure he'll have a lot of opinions so make sure you tune in and get ready
1: I thought personally if I got it, I'd be fine. Young people and sports people, we think we'd be okay, but the truth is that it can hit any of us hard like I hate not being able to play GA, not go out and socialise with my friends. The sacrifices are the only way, so we
0: really need to help each other along the way. Behind every case there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralIreland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland.